This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. Hi everybody, I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is with Cyclone Wrestling Coach Kevin Dresser. We'll get an update on where things stand with his efforts to raise funds for the Cyclone Regional Training Center, plus a look ahead to the home schedule and Kevin's thoughts on his first Cyclone tailgate tour. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with Kevin Dresser. Well, Kevin, you're approaching 100 days on the job as the head wrestling coach at Iowa State. And when you came on board, you mentioned uh, three things in our first interview that you really wanted to accomplish. Number one, getting to know your new team and impressing on them the history of Iowa State wrestling. Number two, hiring a top-notch staff. And number three, establishing the Cyclone Regional Training Center. Let's kind of take them one by one and just talk about it. Getting to know your team, impressing on them the history of Iowa State wrestling. How has that gone? Well, first of all, John, it's hard to believe it is 100 days already. So, gosh, time flies. And, uh, you know, at that press conference, obviously, I did have a short-term goal list. I kind of did things in threes that day. So, in your order, um, uh, getting to know the team has is, is obviously been a priority. And, and, and uh, I think as a staff, we definitely have a better understanding of each other. Are we where we want to be? No, um, you know, there has to be a culture shift, and that comes with any coaching staff that would come in that would new. There's got to be a familiarity with each other. There's got to be trust. And so I see us coming around. Um, you know, I'm not sometimes a very patient guy. I'd like to get everybody on the same page sooner than later, but I, I definitely see progress. Um, you know, us getting to go compete together as a team. I think we've got 12, 13 guys competing in Akron this weekend. So. That helps us and helps us bond. I know this. I know the guys are more and more buying in all the time, and that's a coaching word, buying in, but I see that happening. So I think I can check that check that box, um, maybe not as dark as I wanted a check mark, but, uh, but I definitely see progress there. And I think you can certainly check the box of hiring a top-notch staff. Yeah, I think I definitely – that one that one we can put in a dark uh, Sharpie, black Sharpie there, because uh, uh, that all came together really nice. Obviously, uh, my uh, excitement for um, – Derek and Mike bringing those guys in with me from Virginia Tech after having those guys in my staff at Virginia Tech. I saw firsthand just the impact they had in a short time at Virginia Tech. And then those guys helping me at the end, along with a few other key people of uh, bringing in uh, Brent Metcalf was strong for us too. Um, so, you know, that's it. Kind of maybe secondary staff is uh, I was able to bring our director of operations from Virginia as well, Robin Wilson and her husband out here and Robin worked with us at Virginia Tech for two and a half years, and she's very valuable to our organization. And then and then my brother Dan uh, coming on, taking the Cyclone Regional Training Center and his um, you know, kind of advisory board. And by the way, that's a totally 100% volunteer organization. I have had a couple questions. Of course, when you start putting together organizations, everybody wants to know who they are and who they're getting paid. So I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, the, the advisory board, my brother, are complete volunteers. And so that's an, obviously an important component. We'll probably talk about the, the regional training center. So yeah, I think we hit a home run from top to bottom with our staff. And how about the regional training center? Is that on the pace that you want it to be on? Uh, yes and no. Um, uh, from uh, getting organized and, and uh, making sure that we're legal and there's uh, and there's hoops you have to jump through when you're a nonprofit organization, which we are now, and getting checking accounts set up and, and just getting it off the ground um, is work. Um, so we're, we're in place, and obviously we've had, site, we've had uh, you know, on the non-administrative uh, side of it, we've had a great two months of workouts where our regional training center, the actual entity, has been able to acquire our practice facility over at LEED, and uh, that's let us, you know, I think we've had probably 35 to 40 
qualified high school kids in there working out with our college guys, with our postgraduate guys in a legal fashion. So from the wrestling standpoint, yes, I think we're, we can check the box strongly. Um, you know, it takes time to build relationships. Fundraising is the other side of it. And, and from a dollars and cents standpoint, um, you know, you always would like them to come in faster, but it's a familiarity thing. Uh, we, we really need people to get on board because that's the one thing in college wrestling right now that's a difference maker is the regional training center. So getting uh, that thing built up strong is a community effort, and it's an alumni effort, and it's a Iowa State wrestling fan effort, and it's an Iowa State overall effort. So we're doing a lot of things to, to get ourselves out there and, and to get people educated more than anything and then excited. So we got to educate and excite them about the regional training center and, and the benefits of donating to it. So, um, so yeah, uh, definitely, uh, you know, for number three on the list there, it, it's been a positive. And you mentioned how important it is for Cyclone fans to step up and get behind this thing. Who are some of the people that have kind of been out at the forefront trying to help you out with this? Well, obviously, uh, you know, the board, or the advisory committee uh, that was, that's led by my brother, Dan, and, and he's got some people on his group that have been very influential and people that are local here. Um, I think those people are listed on our website. You know, that was important, getting, getting the right kind of people behind us. In terms of donors, you know, uh, one thing I said, I'm a goal-oriented guy, and so it's day 100 of my job. Uh, so I set a goal to get 100 donors in 100 days, and um, so I've got actually two days to reach my goal, and I'm... I'm, I'm uh, a little tardy, so I can't give myself a strong black check mark on that. But I think we're at about 70 right now, and I sent out a bunch of text messages this morning, and we're going to do an event tonight in New Hampton. And so I think I'm going to hit my goal of 100, and then I'm going to double it, and I'm going to try to get 200 donors in 200 days. And I, I just am a believer in that if you get a lot of people on board, even just for a little bit of a contribution, good things can happen. I know it, at Virginia Tech at one time we had had 69 $1,000 donors, and that really adds up, you know, so people can join our, our nonprofit, our, our regional training center for $250 a year, and uh, that's the, the, the beginning level, but um, I just think that uh, investing in something that could be really exciting is, is something that I'm not afraid to get out and, and, and sell, and, and that's what I'm doing right now. And let's say somebody listening to this right now says, hey, I'd like to help out, what do they do? CycloneRTC.org pretty simple cyclone and then rtc all in a row lowercaps.org and and you can find out you know you can see the people that are on yeah, there's some pretty uh exciting people that have, have jumped on board uh, i think you'll probably see 70 names there but uh it's just a way for us a small way to recognize uh, if they i think are in the first 200 donors they're going to get a immediately some information where they can go straight to the bookstore and order some stuff and uh, get some Iowa State, specific Iowa State wrestling. So there's an incentive to get going there that they can, they can get on board, and they're going to have a, a couple different items they can pick from and order, and uh, will be shipped to them. So got to make it a little bit fun and, uh, and get everybody sporting the ISU wrestling gear. You mentioned getting out and seeing as many Cyclone fans as you can eye to eye. You mentioned the, the event in New Hampton tonight. We're taping this on May 31st, so... If you're listening on June 2nd, don't go to New Hampton tonight. But, uh, uh, Coach, that grassroots approach to it, has that been effective to try to get out and actually shake hands and see the, the fans and re-energize this fan base? Well, yes. And um, so far, you know, we've had a couple, I think, three town hall meetings, which were just social meet and greets. Uh, I was fortunate to be on the tailgate tour sponsored by Iowa State, which was six days of meet and greets. So, We've been in, in front of a lot of people. Uh, my staff's been in front of a lot of people. We had you know, a, a meet and greet in Humboldt. We had one in Ankeny twice. 
since I've been hired and we're going to do some more of that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, that's important to get in front of it. You know, one huge goal that I that I mentioned too, that first press conference was getting the Cyclone faithful back into Hilton Coliseum because I've seen Hilton Coliseum packed in my day over and over when I was a kid, when I was an athlete, when I was a coach. And so we want to do that. And this is all part of doing that. So I'm going to I'm going to rattle off a couple dates here. So May 31st, we're going to do a New Hampton social fundraiser, which will be a lot of fun. Um, on June 29th, we've got uh, one in Ames. It's more of a private sponsored one. Uh, on July 15th, if you're in the Okaboji area, we're going to do one in Okaboji. August uh, 19th, we're going to do one in Humboldt. Uh, August 25th, we're going to be in West Des Moines out of Glen Oaks. And then we're going to have one here in the Ames area. Not quite sure yet, sometime in September. So if you want to get involved in any of those, and, and just about all of those are going to have you know, my entire staff there tonight, uh, besides myself, Mike Zadick, and Derek St. John will be there. Brent Metcalf's out of the area tonight, so he won't be in attendance. But all of those other events, you're going to see my staff, and you're going to see more, and you're going to get a chance to meet uh, Robin and all the people that uh, make this thing go. So that's going to get us into football season. We'll also have some information on some tailgates that we're going to do outside. So, uh, you know, we got to get the people involved. It's a lot of stuff happening outside the room during the summer. How about for the wrestling program itself? What what occurs during the summer as you get ready to really hit the ground running in the fall? That's the number one priority is developing this team, and we're doing all this so we can put together a really nice product and, and an improved product, obviously, but then at the end of the day, someday a great product. And so this summer uh, we've got quite a few guys that are going to be loading up here uh, tomorrow. Um, I think we got 12 or 13. I think we got 13 athletes that are competing uh, in Akron, Ohio at the University Freestyle uh, National Event. The following weekend, we've got a couple guys that are training and trying out for, uh, we've got, uh, I think right now, I don't want to miss anybody, but we've got at least three guys training uh, for the junior level, and that's uh, an incoming freshman that's doing a great job, Austin Gomez from Illinois. We'll have Kanan Store, who's a, currently a freshman here. And then we'll have Sammy Colbray, who's also a freshman. Kanan's from Michigan, Sammy's from Oregon. So we're well represented. We got Illinois, Oregon, and Michigan all wearing uh, Iowa State garb. Uh, the following weekend in Lincoln will be the, the world team trials, and we're hoping those guys got a shot to make a world team this summer. So that's in the short term. When we get done with all that, we'll give everybody a couple weeks off. I think we're going to get back together June 25th as a team. We've got some camps. Uh, we'll have a little RTC stuff, but basically it's a chance for us to train for about a month, we'll keep them in town till we'll give them a little break, a couple days off over the fourth, but we'll keep everybody in town, basically from about June 25th to July 20th, and then we'll cut them loose for the rest of the summer to let them be kids and let them uh, go see their families and spend a month away from Ames, hopefully, and uh, get a chance to to get home before we we start our season. Well, I think there's always the curiosity uh, with this new coaching staff of what it's going to look like out on the mat, and fans are going to get that answer. Throughout the season, there's eight home duels, I believe. So that's quite a few compared to a year ago. Uh, tell me about some of the highlights of that 17-18 schedule. Well, I'll tell you all eight of them. I'll put all my cards in the table here because we've <laughs> got to get everybody out. Uh, it's going to be a fun schedule. You know, that was something that uh, I had heard early on when I got hired that there wasn't enough home opportunities for fans to get out. So uh, I probably overdid it a little bit and drove everybody crazy in the building, but I squeezed every last ounce of uh, – home mat space we could get uh, besides the two and probably three outdoor practices we're going to have in the month of September. So if, if Iowa State's home in September, you can just plan on getting there early and watching us scrap outside. But once we get in the season, we'll start out in November 
fourth at home on a Saturday. That'll be an open tournament, so that's for the diehard wrestling fans because that's an all-day event. But we kick off our home uh, dual meet season on November 12th. We got Drexel at home, a former uh, Cyclone, uh, Matt Azevedo, head coach at Drexel, so I thought that'd be a good way to come back. Then we're going to do something really out of the box for Iowa State wrestling. We're going to have something at C.Y. Stevens on November 26th, so you can watch. It's uh, ancient art meets fine art, or however they want to say it, but uh, <laughs> we're going to have uh, put a mat on the stage there on November 26th. And then it looks like, and this one's tentative, but it looks like we're going to get something November, or excuse me, December 9th and 10th with Wyoming at home. That originally was going to be Iowa, but Iowa had a conflict, so it's going to be a, a much different later date wrestling Iowa. We're going to wrestle Iowa on February 18th, Sunday. Um, and then in the middle there, January 5th, Northern Colorado at home, January 7th, Oregon State at home, January 21st, West Virginia at home, and then February 9th, Fresno State at home. So uh, a lot of opportunities to come, come check us out. I think what's kind of fun is you're thinking outside the box with the uh, outdoor practices, with the event at CY Stevens, maybe trying to draw some fans in that uh, can get a unique experience with Iowa State wrestling. You know, we've got a great fan base, but it doesn't hurt to try to broaden it, too. Just getting, uh, you know, getting people that probably have never seen a wrestling practice, if they come to a football game and they happen to walk by, they're going to go, wow, what the heck is this? And I'm sure there's a, uh, a CY Stevens market out there that we haven't tapped. And so there's people that go to that that go to CY Stevens on a regular basis that are probably going to scratch their head and show up that date. So, uh, you know, the one thing I've learned about wrestlers over time, and I was guilty of it myself, is uh, wrestlers like to perform and they like to be in front of a lot of people. That's the one thing I think we can sell just about probably more than just about anybody in the nation is that uh, if you come to Iowa State, you're going to wrestle in front of a lot of people. Uh, I think when we get this thing going, there's not going to be a better, there's not going to be many better home venues in the nation, and so we need to get on that early. When you kind of saw the enthusiasm of Cyclone fans firsthand when you went out on the Cyclone tailgate tour here uh, this month and chance to get to know the other coaches a little bit on the bus as well, what was that experience like for you just having stepped into Iowa State and, uh, and being out there seeing so many great Cyclone fans and, and getting to visit with the coaches? Well, I said a while back, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I did an interview and I, and I said I like people that think out of the box. and. Uh, and Jamie obviously thought out of the box with that concept because uh, I think it's 11th year, is that correct? 11th year of this. And so it's definitely a different fundraising concept, but it was, it was enjoyable. Uh, it was very well orchestrated. Um, I was blown away by the number of people that showed up, especially at the night events. I would say that we averaged 300 people. And I'm sure there was some nights we were way over that, uh, you know, from going from Okaboji to Clear Lake to all those places we went to, um, you know, even Cedar Rapids uh, being as close as they were to Iowa City blew me away in terms of the number of people that came out. So that was was really uh, unexpected for me. And then uh, just getting to hang out with the coaches, uh, socializing, getting to hear their thoughts on different things from recruiting to just the way that uh, they approach their sport and maybe the way they recruit. And I was eavesdropping a lot on Prome and uh, Campbell on their recruiting tactics. So I know all the buzzwords right now, but, uh, but all in all, it was fun. And it's fun to see Jamie get uh, so worked up over Cyclone Feud. So now I'm ready for next year. Well, it was fun catching up with you and uh, we'll look forward to another update with you soon. Thanks for taking some time, Kevin. All right, John, thank you.